Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There used to be so many better podcast gifts. You know what I mean? Every time I post for UA or even on my Instagram and I'm doing podcast stuff. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) There's never there's never any like good podcast gifts anymore. There used to be a lot and I feel like people always use the same ones. So maybe they like got rid of them because everyone was using the same ones. I don't know, but there used to be a microphone that I used to go for. Can't find it anymore. Okay. (laughs) That was such a weird beginning. No, it wasn't. This is just what I'm doing at the moment. Also, I just got back from Greece, Mm -hmm. and I realized that I can't dive. You can't dive? Oh, like into water. Can you dive? I know that like I used to be able to. Did you ever take swimming lessons? Yeah, and I, I never was good at diving, and then I realized. Do you belly flop? I just don't try because I know that I can't. Or are you like that you? Have you seen like when kids jump? It was it's terrible. Like my legs are bent. Like it's not pretty. So oh my I gosh! Just wait, never wait, do. wait, wait, Ash, can we get a video of you trying to dive? No. And post it. Why? Why would you bring it up then? Our personal lives have no boundaries Fine, anymore. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Wait, can knee dives count? No. What? What the heck is a knee dive? You know when you when you're on your knee and you no, go. No, you are not five years old. That's all I can do. That's all I can what offer knee you. Dives? I can't do a regular <laughs> dive. Now. No. Oh no. I still can't find this gif. I gotta put my phone down. Ashley Nicole. Basically, let's start the episode. Oh my gosh, I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done. Literally, Mark was like, "Okay, guys, like rolling whenever you are," and then this girl just is like. <laughs> I can't find any podcast gifts. I am trying to let the listeners in on what it's like to like actually be with us. You know, like that's what I would talk about. That's what I was thinking. So, okay, you know, welcome to today's episode. Dear God, unsolicited <laughs> advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn, the present one. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to us before, this is a podcast where we give you guys advice. That might not be the best advice, but is advice <laughs> You know on what? your situations. I feel like we shouldn't even say that anymore because I feel like time after time, we have proven how brilliant we are. We're, we're, we're really good at this. Yeah. You know what's going to happen is literally we're going to get one earth shattering response that's like, you guys ruined my life. And then we're, we're just going to disappear. <laughs> We're not. We're not going to be able to handle that pressure. We're going to go like hide under a rock and just it's gonna forget be like, we ever tried whatever happened to, to do that, this. That that podcast. Um, they no one will ever home. know. No one will ever know. They're forty five. They still live together oh, and God, just cry. So sad. They still live together. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's a Good slow times. downhill. Hey Ash. Hi. I've perked up. I'm really glad, guys. I was concerned on the way here. Uh... I was really concerned. She was she was like this little ball of quiet <laughs> in the passenger seat next to me. And I, I freaking, I bought her a huge coffee. You did. I got her a water. You did. And then as we're going and I, I could sense the, the silence, you know, I was like, you know what? We're just going to put on some pump up music. I, I played everything. I played I feel everything. Like now you- there was some house. There was some like dance music. There was some Drake, which is Taryn's jam. <laughs> Around, around Drake, it, she woke up a little bit. <laughs> I believe I danced for five seconds and then was like, ow. <laughs> to, you know, if if this makes you uncomfortable, I'm so sorry. But it's, you know, my my visitor is here. <laughs> my biological. Wait, can we, can we talk about this? Taryn has I the hardest time saying it. period. I and can't. she gives me so much crap for okay, having but, a hard time with but mine, potty talk. <laughs> mine makes sense because I grew up with all brothers. and But like, you have a mom. Yeah, so me and my mom would talk about it, but it's not something that I'm just casually at the dinner table like, oh, my cramps. Uh, my house was so different. Yeah. If one, I of dare us, you. if one of us was cramping really bad, oh, man. Oh, it my was like gosh. Every, okay, everything next time in. you're over, I dare you just to be like, oh, like, I'm on my... Oh, I can't wait. I'll do it. Okay, well, get ready for I can't wait. all of the I men in my wait. house. I cannot wait for your dad <laughs> to just be like, 
stone cold and just not I'll just know what start, to say. like sweating and going down. <laughs> I still remember he's gonna kill me. They, they um, can't. They can't be that. I mean, they they they're, they're all just in relationships. Like, they're just like very like boy ish like men. They need to get you know over what I mean? that. Oh no, it's not that they're not over it. It's just that like. I don't know. Like, I remember my dad did my laundry, and it was the first time my mom let me buy a thong. <laughs> and I walked oh, no. into the living room. And I remember specifically, I was like, I'm going to do my own laundry because I was so embarrassed. Like, I didn't want him to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, walking into the living room, and he was like, And what is this? And he was, like, <laughs> holding it up, and I was like... <laughs> I was mortified. I was literally dying. You didn't know what a thong was? No, I mean, I don't know. He probably was just like, what is this? Like, oh. I feel like thongs were not that popular, like, back, back in the day. You Your know? dad's not that old. Well, I don't know. It's not like he does a bunch of women's laundry. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. So, yeah, that's why I get <laughs> He's weird. He's going to kill us for talking I'm about this so right now. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, so anyways, that's my current situation. Wow. I've cried at least seven times today. It's One okay, of guys. them from watching Lizzo's <laughs> Instagram story. <laughs> I love that it's Lizzo because that's not like when you picture like emotional and you she know she was crying. You though. don't think of her because she's yeah. always like a good time. She's always really funny on her story. Beautiful. I wouldn't have pictured. That's hilarious. Ashley bought me coffee. I got teary eyed. I talked about how I might cry today and started crying. Oh God. So that's where I'm at. But now you know how it feels to drive here with someone who's being totally silent when you're like, yeah, that's true. I don't know why I'm just I'm on a good one today. You are on a good one. I like it. You're I'm keeping on a me, good one today. You're keeping me going. On a positive note, uh, it's September. It is. It's September, and um, we're very excited because if you haven't heard yet, we are planning on having um, Halloween episodes where we talk about specifically scary stories slash scary situations that you guys have been through, um, and we get to like talk and advise on that. Love so it. it's going to be themed scary for all of October. That means we need you guys to submit stories that are only for October. So I need you guys to like, in the title, caption it like October or say for the scary October series or something where it's very clear that this is for October only so that we can find it easily um, and send them an ASAP. Oh my gosh, we're so, I feel like if this is your first episode, welcome. But also like me and Ash talk about all the time that we bonded over like true crime podcasts and stuff like that. Big, big big fans. So I'm literally going to be living my best life Mm -hmm. reading them. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to just hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. But it could be like, I mean, it could also be like, uh, like something that happened in your hometown that you grew up hearing about. But like, we would love for it to be like specific things that you've experienced or maybe someone really close to you. But I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm really pumped for this. And, get and it just f- reminds me of like uh, sleepovers, you know. Yeah. And people would talk about scary stories when you yeah. couldn't sleep, and then you could not sleep. <laughs> oh my god! Because you were so terrified. That's Wait, what it reminds me of. I used to hate sleepovers because it never fails. Right when everyone's getting ready for bed, what do you do? You put on a movie, and mm-hmm. everyone lays in their sleeping bags or whatever. I am mm-hmm. one of those people. I cannot fall asleep when a movie's on. Like I mm-hmm. have to watch. It in its entirety and I would just be laying there in a house I wasn't comfortable with and all of my friends would fall asleep and I'd just be laying there in the dark trying to fall asleep but I couldn't. I always had a hard time falling asleep too. Yeah. With movies. Unless I've seen it before. We didn't ever have like little girl sleepovers. I didn't know you existed. No. We never. (laughs) No. When did I meet you? I was like 24 when I met you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I mean you slept over before. I was, was I so was fun. a gem when I was little. I remember spending the night at a friend's house and watching Sixth Sense for the first time. Oh heck no! I don't think and I've even seen that. Lost it. I was terrified. I uh, couldn't sleep, and um, that's <laughs> and how that's uh, how that's how <laughs> that's it happened. <laughs> you so, always have those where you just like it's like going I'll be down on a roller like coaster, one, and then I just drop, and then and I'm like, like well, I, I don't know how to end this, so I just end. And it. your voice goes. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that. I was listening to one of the podcasts and uh, or one of our episodes and noticed that my voice kind of goes in and out and it really bothered me. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've actually been working on that, trying to keep my voice yeah. in my like mouth closer yeah. to the microphone. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Being podcasters is kind of difficult. I mean, if you think about like how many people say, oh, I hate hearing myself talk. 
Like yeah. everyone says that. Uh-huh. So I remember the first time we recorded an episode when we got it back, I had like straight up anxiety. I was like, what if I hate the way I sound? And then I'm just like every episode, that's all I think about, which I've definitely gotten over. But I was going to people say, point out, oh, you say like too much or oh, you say yeah a bunch of times or Ashley, we can't hear you. And you're just like, I don't know what yeah. to do. Like, I was going to say talking. Taryn's really good about listening to our episodes. And I don't I still don't like it. And it's funny because I like a vlog and I do videos all the time, too. I don't like how I sound and I never have. And so I don't I, I don't want to great. listen to myself. I already recorded the podcast, so I don't listen to our episodes. I listen to our episodes. I'll listen to them for like a glimpse, you know, to like post and like do socials and stuff. But I never listen to like the whole thing because it. Yeah, you let me carry all the weight. It's fun. You're doing great. It's funny, though, because there's so many times I've been driving and I make eye contact with a car next to me and I'm cracking up. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that like I am laughing at myself like (laughs) I made myself laugh and then someone sees me as always just If only we knew. I'm all, it's Only me. They <laughs> oh, that's okay, well, should we like, you know, get started? Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to read a email that we got. We, uh, I forget which episode it was. Uh, where, I think it was two ago. Two episodes ago, we talked about suicide. Taryn the had, mm-hmm. uh huh. she had a letter come in about someone who had a friend that was struggling with suicidal thoughts. And um, someone wrote in, um, who is anonymous, but she had some really great insight. She said, Hey guys, I love your podcast. I just wanted to send this in because I was listening to your podcast about suicide and felt the need to send this in. I was in the reverse position several times. I am in a good place now, but I have been in a place where I haven't been as happy as I have been. When I was in high school, my best friend turned me in before I committed suicide. I was so angry and refused to talk to him. I had a very delicate relationship with my parents and it destroyed that. I felt like the pain in my life somehow increased. And eventually we did get our friendship back and I am forever grateful for him and so happy that I am here now. Because of all of this, I'm actually going to get the semicolon tattoo on the side of my left hand and I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for everything that you guys do. Much love anonymous. That's awesome. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to read that because I I think I remember and I could be wrong but um your letter she talked about how like she thought it was a taboo subject and mm-hmm. you know she felt a little uncomfortable opening up about it. Um but clearly like so, that resonated with yeah. someone and I really I really do believe that so many other people um were affected by that letter as well. So oh, I just totally. wanted to let the writer know um, that I think a lot of people appreciated you being vulnerable. Yeah. No, there was a lot of um, specifically DMs where people were saying like, oh my gosh, like I have a friend who's been struggling. This helped me so much. And mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, I keep waiting for that to like not affect me as much as it does. Yeah. But every time we have an episode, even when I think they're like simple stories, the outpour of people being like, oh my gosh, like I, I'm i like a wreck, like I needed to hear that is so overwhelming to me. Yeah. And it really just like, I mean, it just kind of proves like why we always talk about how much we love just people and relationship and how you can like relate to anyone in anything. Yeah. Um, I had a moment where I like forgot what I was saying. Did you hear it? I like stopped and then I was like, where am I? Taryn's having a rough day. I completely agree though. I think there's something so relieving and like you just feel like this weight lift off your shoulders when you hear someone else is going through something that you're going through because otherwise you feel like you're going through it all by yourself. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's terrifying. So yes. Um, Well, thank you for writing that in. And you know, we'll, we'll continue hitting you guys with these subjects definitely but um yeah it's cool to see people react the way they do mm-hmm. um i have a i have a tearing it up oh praise be i'm yes. so excited actually i just up. would like to say we've been getting a lot of these and almost <laughs> all of them start with being like oh, we heard you wanted stories of us being stupid like Taryn. And I'm just like, you know, it's a good thing that I am very aware of like who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. You're grounded. And I don't get offended by anything because I'm it's like, you so, know what? It's so good. Yes, I can relate. Okay, sorry, my phone's also, plugged in. Also, I feel like I saw people write in a lot about this and they were calling it turning into Taryn, which is funny because we did mention turning into Taryn as oh, yeah. a possible title, but it's officially tearing it up. Tearing it up. So, 
no pressure if you got it wrong, but let's let's not, you know, add to the confusion. <laughs> it's definitely tearing it up. If you don't title it right, <laughs> we will not read it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so this is from our DMs, actually. And which we all know I'm a fan of the DMs. She is. Um, a fan. It's from I don't think she says her name, but her Instagram name is Flex Podcast Fun. Ooh. And she said, tearing it up. I'm so excited for this segment as I have so many hashtag. No, what's that called? Hashtag. Quotation. Oh, quote. In quotes. Taryn moments. But here's one of them. Okay, the other day I was sitting shotgun driving home from the mall. As I was sitting there, I noticed a water bottle. Now, I have this strange OCD with water bottles and condensation. If I see it on the bottle, I have to get rid of it or it really bothers me. Now, it was kind of a long drive, so I'd put my seat down so I could take a rest. Guess I wasn't doing my job. Are you... Are you meaning to touch my foot? No. Oh, you kicked me like three times, so I thought I'm it was like so a tear. sorry. I'm trying to tell you something. <laughs> I immediately was like, "What am I doing? What I'm did I do?" So sorry. I looked at my face. I was like, "What?" Anyway, like little taps. Okay. I was like, "Shoot, I did something bad." Um. Anyway, because I wasn't sitting up, I couldn't really see the whole water bottle. This was a problem because when I reached over and grabbed the water bottle, I shook it to get rid of the condensation. What I hadn't noticed was that there was no lid on this water bottle. So when I shook it, all the water immediately came out and spilt all over my car and my shorts. Oh. Haha. My mom was laughing. Oh, mom. So she must be. Mm-hmm. not from where we are from, was <laughs> laughing so hard that she swerved on the road. While this was all happening, my sister was just asleep in the back seat. Wow. I was, like, imagine if, like, you were driving and I was laying there and I just reached up and started shaking water all over you. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be like, what is your problem? There was one time my sister grabbed coffee creamer from the fridge. And what's the first thing you do when you, you grab shake coffee? It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, the lid wasn't on completely. And it went everywhere. And I remember <laughs> laughing so hard because it was just, it's just one of those things, especially coffee, like first thing in the morning when yeah, you're yeah, tired, yeah. like she goes to shake it and it just goes everywhere. And she was shocked and she was confused. And I was confused because there was this like creamer everywhere. It was just, it's a real, it's just funny. It is It's funny. one of those just really funny things because no one expects it to happen. No, you don't. That, but especially when you're driving in the car and someone like voluntarily just like grabs yeah. a bottle. Uh-huh. I was dying because I could totally see myself doing that and then just picturing being in the car. Oh, 100. So thank you for that. That yeah. was a great one. Loved it. Thank you. Great one. Send in more uh, tearing it ups because we like them a lot. Yes, we do. Big fans. Big, big fans big over fans. here. Big fans. Um, okay, well, let's take a break and then I will go yeah let's have you go first um because i know you have a heavier topic today mm-hmm. so um we evened it out so i have a fun embarrassing story yep called trash can bear hug <laughs> sounds great <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back Welcome back. Welcome back. We here. Excited for Taryn's story. <sighs> Me too. It's a good one. Um, it's it's definitely like a lot of details, but I feel like it really, like I felt like I could see this happening, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get into it. Hello, girls. My name is Shelby, coming all the way from Ohio. Hi, and Shelby. <laughs> I love I love doing that. What, why Continue. do you wait until I'm like halfway through an accent? You never pause, so I just kept going. Okay. Hello, girls. My name is Shelby. (laughs) Hi, Shelby. (laughs) Hey, Shelby. (laughs) Uh, Coming all the way from Ohio, and I am here to share one of my most embarrassing and hilarious stories. I'm going to start out by saying I love your podcast. And yes, oh, well, good, because I already did. You can say my name (laughs) if you choose to read my email. So I will start out with a little backstory. I used to work in a small town grocery store where I have plenty of memories and stories from, including an impossible love story. However, that will have to be for another time (laughs) because that will definitely be a bit lengthy. Um, In my years of working here, I worked in the deli. My boss at the time was tall, athletic, and while really attractive. And I was like, um, hi. Dang. Hello. What's his name? Hook it up. That's literally all the adjectives I look for. Tall, athletic, attractive, (laughs) you know, and a heart of gold. Anyways, um, I will note that he was married. It's unfortunate. They all are. And I was not at all interested. So this makes it slightly less embarrassing, but not really. Mm. 
Anywho, one day while working back in the deli, we were in the middle of a slight midday rush. I'm not sure if you guys have ever worked food service, but if it's not. Yep. But if. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your pita. My pita place. Pita yep. place. Yeah. Um, but if not, it gets really hectic. During those times, you you kind of get into your get it done autopilot mode and you just get your little body moving. Uh, during this rush, my boss approaches the opening to the department and asks me to speak with him. I said, absolutely, just let me finish with my customer. During those times, we were extremely shorthanded and had call-offs almost daily. And I was one of the few people there that will always pick up shifts. So I began to think things like, I really hope I don't have to stay until close, and I hope I don't have to work another double shift tomorrow while I am just going along and cutting the rest of the lunch meat. Now, to set the scene, the entrance of the department was to the right if you were standing at the table I was standing at. This is where my boss was patiently waiting for me. Then next to our slicing table was the bakery table where our cake baker was decorating cakes. Then our slicing table, which had two slicers on each end. And, of course, on each end of the table were two wheeled industrial trash cans. I was, like, waiting for the trash can when I was reading this. Yeah. Um. The counter is in front of me, and the scales are on top of the counter. So you have to walk around the trash cans to get to the counter to weigh the lunch meat and hand it to the customers. Got it. You can probably assume where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was a lot of details, but... I know. I was trying to, like, picture it while yeah. you were talking. I was trying like, to map it out. the boss is on the side, uh-huh. and she's explaining, like, all of the hurdles that are in between her... Uh-huh. Got it. ...and the boss. Okay, I get done slicing my customer's lunch meat, so I grab it with both hands and begin hastily walking towards the counter. Then it happens. Oh, no. I was in such a hurry not paying any bit of attention to anything other than taking care of this customer and having to quickly talk to my boss while getting pre-irritated for another possible double shift when I completely ran over the trash can. Oh. The lunch meat. Oh, this no. is the This is the part, like, because this is... I mean, how many times have you like tripped over something? Like, every day. It's fun. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Five minutes ago. Um, like that's funny. Like uh-huh. it, falling is funny, yeah. but this is the part that got to me because I feel like I can physically like see this happening. The lunch meat in my hands went flying hard into the trash can and all over the floor. This is where I suddenly find myself in a life or death battle with this giant bigger than me on wheels trash can. Ugh. I slip on the lunch meat I no. just threw. <laughs> No, <laughs> all over the floor, causing me to grab the trash can on it on wheels, guys. Right. <laughs> you catch yourself on anything with wheels, so it just keeps wheeling while leaning half over, halfway over. I have a death grip on this thing, getting closer and closer to the counter. Then it finally tips over. The trash can is now on the floor. I am on top, bear hugging the trash can. <laughs> Everything went silent. I looked up and my boss says with the straightest face on the planet, you okay? <laughs> She's all, no, you a-hole. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I got up. I started uncontrollably cry laughing, walked over to the entrance where my boss was standing, and I told him, I just need a second. <laughs> I feel like I have been in so many uncontrollably cry laughing situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you can't come back. No, like a, a second is not enough. Like no. I had, I would have had to go to the bathroom and compose myself because yeah. well, it's just she... like you're mortified, but then it's so funny. You keep going. Yeah, no, you're like dying. She said, "I walked into our walk-in cooler and just <laughs> absolutely had the biggest moment of cry laughing I've ever had. Meanwhile, my boss is waiting for me. There are five to six people waiting at the counter, and my poor customer who waited in line finally." about to get her order, watch me and her lunch meat go straight into a trash can. (laughs) Needless to say, this is one of my most embarrassing yet funny things to happen to me so far. But hey, you have to be able to laugh at yourself because because if that was anyone else, I would cry laughing at them. Oh my gosh, me. I hope you found this funny as I still do seven years later. (laughs) I was laughing super hard trying to write this. P.S. My boss ended up being my current boyfriend's best friend. Fun time. Wow. The most so relatable good. thing I've ever heard because I did work in uh, like food. What do you call that again? Food industry. Oh, oh, she industry. said something. Not, what's the word? Um, ho- not hospitality. Uh, Why did I want to say that too? That's not correct. I can't think of it. Uh, food service service I guess food service Um, I when I I remember whenever there was a mad rush 
there was always a race to the walk-in refrigerator oh and my like gosh. we would freaking elbow people out of the way because it wasn't massive so only like five people could fit in there yeah so <laughs> after every rush people would bolt especially in the summer obviously in the summer we would like run to the fridge and just sit there for like five minutes and just be like <laughs> i'm so hot this feels so yeah. good and it was like a little party in there yeah. so i've totally done that before that's hilarious i i worked at a breakfast place and I got really overwhelmed one time, and so I took a, <laughs> gosh, I, t- I took a piece of bacon, uh-huh. and then I went in and was like sitting in the corner just eating the bacon. <laughs> and like one of the chefs walked in and just looked at me, and I was just sitting there with my bacon, and I was like, I just need a minute. Oh just my god, minute. it's so good. It's so good, but yeah, I was dying just picturing. Like, you know that feeling where you just know, like, you're losing control? Yeah. And she was probably, like, trying her hardest to, like, regain yeah. any type of composure. Yep. Such a good one. Oh, my God. I've I fallen love, so many times. It's, like, like, slow motion. Oh, yeah. It is slow motion. Everything goes into slow. Everything. Yeah. It's like those, it's like a movie, you know, yeah. when it's like everyone starts moving slowly. You can see the ground getting closer and closer. Yeah. And you're like <laughs> trying to pick your feet up, but there's just, it's like a dream. Like you can't move your body because yeah. you're already parallel to the yeah, floor. Yeah. So it's just like the worst it's situation. The worst. But it, what's what's so bad about it is it feels so long and dramatic yeah. and like you're really trying. But in anybody else's, it's just like, like you're down. <laughs> like yeah. You're just down. It's you know what like I mean? It's a second and like you're already yeah. on the floor. But yeah, in your head, there's. You had ample opportunities yeah. <laughs> just to fix it, and nothing yeah. worked your way. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I think the craziest like food service incident I've heard of. You know, Dave, 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 my Dave, my Dave, dad's Dave, best Dave, friend, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which shout out to the Chacones, love them. Shelly's like our biggest fan. So they're like my second mom and dad. Anyways, um, <laughs> he worked at Disneyland. Ooh. Which, by the way, we love Disney. We should have Disney stories. Ooh, an episode that is good. Yeah, I love Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was pushing a giant vat of blue cheese oh dressing. Gosh. Oh my god. Because gosh. think about like how much food right. and people go through there. So right. I've I was like I'm used to like restaurants where it's like a gallon thing of ranch or yeah. whatever. But it was basically like a, a giant trash can on wheels full of blue, blue cheese. cheese. That's ridiculous. So he was pushing it and it hit like a lip or something in the ground and stopped and he was going fast. So his entire body, he went head first into, so half of his body got submerged into blue cheese dressing. Oh my God. So now to this day, if you even mention it or if he smells it, he starts gagging because it was oh like God. so traumatic. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. Because I haven't, I never, I don't see him that often, but next just time I do, I'm just going to be cheese. like, hey, Dave, <laughs> can you pass the blue cheese? He'll be like, where, where, where is it? <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. Ew, dude. I can't imagine. No. It makes, like, me get the chills. Anyways, thank you, Shelby, for sending in your embarrassing moment. I feel like we haven't had just, like, a plain embarrassing moment in a long time. That's why I did it. We both worked in food service, (laughs) now that we know what to call it. Yeah, yeah. So I love stories like that because it's very relatable. Also, I feel like a lot of people's first jobs are in food service. Yeah, I think I got confused because, like, you did a job where you actually, like, made things. Yeah, well, my I worked at a, a sandwich shop, and yeah. it was uh, it was called Extreme Pita, if you know what it is. <laughs> Shout I out Extreme Pita. Do, but, like, it was a very small franchise. Um, but it was basically, like, a Subway, but with, like, Mediterranean-style yeah. pita bread and, like, tzatziki and hummus and stuff like that. And it was really good, and I loved it. I'm still a big fan to this day. Um, but, yeah, so I would, like, actually prepare the prepare food. food yeah i've never but done it, i, I just wasn't was like a, a server cook or anything yeah yeah yeah. it was pretty it was pretty straightforward yeah <laughs> yes that's so good any anyways well do you have you any embarrassing that. stories in the food service um i'm sh- i mean i'm sure it's me i'm trying to think of one because i'm like i was i did it for a while so i'm yeah. there's got to be something but i can't think of anything i think like there was one time there was one time I was carrying like an entire tray of drinks oh. and I used to pride myself on like, because I am klutzy, but like I never had dropped a glass, spilled mm-hmm. like anything like that. Um, and so I had like a whole tray, maybe I was too confident of like, there was hot coffees, there was like waters, Diet Cokes, it was like all the drinks for like all five of my tables. And I turned the corner and my manager was turning the corner 
And he was, oh. like, kind of just, like, this bigger, awkward kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And so he startled me so I kind of swayed but like I I like was able like I knew momentum like I was able to like correct my balance yeah but he saw the tray tip forward and then he fully spazzed out like he reached his hands and went like boom like pushed his hands up to try to like catch it kind of yeah and instead of catching it he shot like all of the drinks back on top of me so I was like burnt and freezing (laughs) and glasses were just going which like anybody then everybody looks and it looks like I just literally like dumped a tray of drinks on me Uh so that was like one of the like most where I felt so stupid and I was like it's not even my fault yeah not even my fault (laughs) and I'm sure your boss was just like god Darren no he I just remember I looked at the floor and I looked at him and I just went why? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why did you just do why that? Why did you do yeah. that? That's terrible. That so bad. I never had anything like that because I never served. But I, like, when I was working at the sandwich shop, I was also working at hotels. Mm-hmm. Like, the hotel that I worked at. And then I was also going to school. So, 90% of the time, I would go into my sandwich shop to work. And then I'd go to like a class or two and then I'd go to the hotel at night yeah. to work. So I never slept. It was like oh gosh, I was like the most horrible. zombie sleep deprived college student yeah. you have <laughs> ever met. Um, and I was it was a community college that I was going to. So like parking was rough. Oh gosh. It was always full, like overfilled with students. So the second I got off the clock, I would run into the bathroom, change out of my uniform, throw on like regular clothes grab my backpack and like run out the door and speed to class otherwise I wouldn't make it I would take my lunch to go and I would eat it in the car and I remember someone had just mopped and I'm not even gonna go into detail I ate it so hard and I was just but like all that like I was in a rush I had grabbed my food I was like grabbing everything and someone had just mopped and they were like they just like hadn't put the sign out yet and I didn't notice because I was in a hurry and I just ate it really bad and I remember a couple of my coworker is just like laughing their oh, asses I off. I would have died. I would have died. And I was just like, I gotta go. Like, I, I, can't. <laughs> I don't have time I to revel in this. I couldn't even stay and laugh about it because I was like, I'm late. It was my math class, which is funny story. I didn't pass it anyway. So Aww, it's so fine. It wasn't even worth it's it. It's fine. So we're okay. We've recovered. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on to yes. my story. We should take a break because um, it's, it's been a minute. A minute. <laughs> but um, we're going to go ahead and get into my story. This one is a little sad. Um, a little serious, but also like good. I'm actually really proud of her. So we're going to get into this in a second. This one's titled This is Heavy. Um, so let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll get into it. Sweet. Break. Break. Okay, we're back from our break. We're back. And we're going to go ahead and get into my story. This is from someone who wants to remain anonymous. Um, so I made sure to double, triple check that there are Good, no names involved. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it. She says, hey, girlfriends. I realize that we're not actually friends. Hey. <laughs> you did that feel? on purpose. I, of course you I did. You did that on purpose. Of course I did. I realize that we're not actually <laughs> friends, but I feel like we would be. I'd like to remain anonymous on this since the subject matter is very heavy. And I realize that this may not get selected due to the influx of emails that you get Um, as well as the subject matter being a little bit hush-hush taboo. I'll try to condense it, but here it goes. I feel guilty. There's not an easy way to bring this up, so I'm just going to say it. My sister and I were molested. We were young at the time. I was probably about seven or so, which would have made my sister five-ish. I do want to clarify that I don't feel guilt that this happened to me slash us, as though it's our fault. But our grandpa, by marriage, on my mom's side, was the offender. Hmm. I've never talked about this with anyone but my sister, and we keep it very brief. I can't even say how long this went on, but I believe there are signs that it happened since infancy. Back to the guilt. The only reason that this even even stopped was because my sister spoke up. I feel disappointed that she, being the younger sister, was the one that had enough guts to say something to our parents. It's amazing that even though we were too young to know what it was, we instinctually knew that it was wrong. I've honestly tried just blocking it out over the years, but was always worried that this was something that could have been happening to other kids. And also, how long, how long would it have gone on if she hadn't have said something? I know that our parents discussed this when it happened with each other, and I, 
know that my grandma, his wife, knew too. Our parents told us that they weren't going to press any charges against him since that would make it worse for everyone involved. Um, we would both have to undergo exams and make statements against him and make the situation a little more traumatic. My sister never saw him again, but I didn't feel that that was enough even then. Fast forward many years later, probably about 10, and he's in a nursing home, but unresponsive. We think he's in a coma, or we thought he was in a coma. My mom and I were taking turns watching him at night to make sure that he didn't have a seizure or anything. Um, so Just so we could, like, uh, what's it called? Just so they could notify a nurse immediately oh, okay. if something were to happen. As luck would have it, he ended up passing that night. I remember feeling very relieved. I was relieved that he was gone. And I was relieved that he could no longer have the possibility of doing this to other people. Up until this point, it had never been discussed between any of us, just my sister and I, on rare and very brief occasions. And my grandma had never acknowledged it. After he passed, she told me that what he did was wrong, but he did it to show love. What? As he didn't know how else to do it. I was furious. How could something so disgusting be done with love in mind? In the weeks following his death, she told our story, she puts in quotes, no, not just the one I told you. She would tell people that he saw me come into the world and I saw him leave it. He had been in the non-responsive state for a few weeks and no one could figure out why he was still holding on. She ended up saying that it was because I forgave him and I was the last person he needed to say goodbye to. But my sister never saw him and at that time I had not forgiven him. I still feel guilt that I wasn't the one to say something. I was uncomfortable with the situation and knew it would change family dynamics as it should, she adds in parentheses, to ensure it never happened again. I suppressed these feelings for a long time, but my grandma now has cancer. I thought of losing her and how that would affect me, and I feel regret for that too, because I've since then distanced my relationship with my grandmother. Mm. How do I cope? Is this something that can be forgiven? Do I need to forgive him to move forward? I know this is a bit of a disorganized ramble, but it feels good to get it out. Thank you for the read, and thank you for all the laughs on the show. It has become the best part of my day. However, I finished binging. I finished binge listening today, so now I have to wait every Monday for <laughs> new ones. Since this was such a heavy topic, I'd like to offer up a dad joke to lift the tension and feed Taryn's dad joke addic addiction. I appreciate you. So here she goes. Did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. In Greece. I yes. heard this one. Oh, that's such which a is good great. One. I just came back from there. It's fantastic. Um, so wow. That was really heavy. Yeah. Um she didn't give us any nickname or anything, so we're just gonna call her anonymous. But thank you, Anom Anonymous, for being um vulnerable with us and talking yeah. about this. Um, I have a ton of stuff that I wanna say, but do you wanna Well, I think yeah, like I think we'll definitely and I'm sure you're going to be the same. Like we're going to address this specific situation because I think she I mean, minus the the abuse that she basically received as a kid, like she's she's mainly like dealing with this like guilt situation in her relationship with her grandma and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely tackle that, but um and I don't know if you were going to say this or not, but like uh, we've been kind of like talking about doing um, an episode and maybe bringing in a professional for sexual abuse and stuff like that because we actually get a lot of stories like that. A lot. Like a lot. a lot of stories. It's really heartbreaking, but it's something that, you know, I think just like the suicide episode before, like we, we don't want to like fully, fully get into it because mm -hmm. we want someone to be here that can really offer substantial advice for you guys so um that's just kind of like a disclaimer and I'll let you kind of do most of it but like I there was one thing that that stuck out and that was like what her grandma said to her mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> mm. you know I I feel like I I really 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 do try to like understand people right mm. Yeah. Some people make it way freaking harder than others because it's disgusting, like what was said to her and that she tried to make it this beautiful moment and kind of like put her own opinion on what was going on. But, I mean, you think about like 
this lady and learning about like what her husband's doing. And I think sometimes people can't let their minds go places. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, they make their own narrative to fit in something that makes sense. Like their brain kind of like, well, this is probably why. And they grasp onto things that they feel like they can handle. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like that was what was going on is her trying to be like, oh no, no. Like, because she can't, she can't face it herself. Right. Um, I mean, I can't even, I can't even, I probably would commit murder if I ever found out. I mean, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to go there. But, um, but I just want to be clear that even if that's what was happening, like that doesn't make it right. And, and, and it makes total sense why you are upset and why you're hanging on to anger towards her. And then like, I mean, that's not even touching why you're hanging on to anger towards him. But, um, I think people like people work in really weird ways and it's messed up and it doesn't make it right. Um, But, oh, gosh, I can't even I can't even imagine. Yeah, I think it sounds and I I don't want to say anything bad about your grandma. (laughs) Um, But I 100 percent believe she was in denial and didn't want to deal with it. And so she painted this pretty picture for herself, for her family and for her friends um, to kind of to hide the fact of what really was happening behind the scenes. Oh, totally. But honestly, like, this story, this is your truth. This is, like, what Mm -hmm. happened to you. This is your situation. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says or how anyone else portrays it. And I think that's a big thing with people who've gone through stuff is they don't want to say anything because they're like, no one's going to believe me. And especially family members like you never want to like be able to comprehend that it could be happening within it's so much own family. family yeah yeah so like no matter what anybody says like this is your truth and nothing else affects that so like I hope I hope even though she's like telling people certain things like I can't imagine that but like hang on to like what is yours and know that it doesn't matter like what anybody else thinks if that yeah. makes sense but oh my god yeah um I mean, there's so many, this is in like no particular order, yeah. Um, but there's so many things I want to hit on. Like I, I realize and I understand how difficult it is to bring it up and talk to people about it. But I think, I genuinely think that the best thing you can do is just talk, talk, talk about it to um, family members, to friends that are close and you feel comfortable with, but specifically to um, professionals. Yeah. And I don't want this to sound sponsored in any way, but we've mentioned, um, services that you can call or you can text message or you can email or even FaceTime to where you don't actually physically have to go into an office, which I know can make it a little bit easier for you. Um, So I definitely recommend something like that. Or if you feel comfortable talking to your mom to help you find um, someone in your area that you can go talk to, because I really do think this would require professional help. That's way beyond anything we can offer um and even beyond what your family and friends can offer like this is a whole new level um i mean i i've never gone through this but i i can only imagine i know that the any kind of sexual assault whether it be molestation or rape or whatever um it's such an intimate way to destroy someone yeah like it's emotionally physically and spiritually tearing someone apart yeah so I really hope that you understand that it makes complete sense that your emotions are frazzled and and you are feeling guilty for things that you shouldn't be feeling guilty for because everything just got literally like scrambled together and then ripped apart. Yeah. So, um, such a young age, at such a young age. So, um, I also, this is, I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, but man, oh my God, the big sister thing really got me because I'm a big sister and Taryn's a big sister and um, I really, I really understand and relate to feeling guilty that maybe you should have said something first, being the older sibling. Um, but I, I really hope that you don't hurt yourself too much or get upset at yourself too much because of that. Because you were just as you were young too, yeah. and you're too young actually. And I feel like being older sometimes you it almost kind of puts you in a, in a worse position because you understand what would happen to your family and you understand you can foresee like what'll happen when you tell your parents whereas maybe the younger sister or sibling didn't see that they just yeah. knew something was wrong so they said something you know so i mean it, it it's gonna take a long time and i don't i don't know how long 
that would be, but I hope that you can eventually reframe your, your mind to forgive yourself for not saying something and also realize that you did nothing wrong and also be thankful that your sister was able to say something um, and hopefully be able to talk to her too, because I guarantee you, if you're feeling this way, she's feeling this way. And yeah. um, I, I can just picture like the ideal thing would, would be for you to be able to open up together. Um, obviously you might have to come to terms on your own first before you're able to talk together. Um, but I think that would be the best case scenario if you can get her to open up about it as well. Well, it sounds like she says like that's the only person she's talked to about it is her sister. And I think that's a powerful thing because you guys did go through it together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that definitely stuck out to me because, you know, I am a big sister and like I would do like, oh, I know this I makes period. me want to <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> um, but like. Like, you were a baby. She's such a baby. Like, you were a baby and, like... Like, it sounds like she might be in her young teens now. Yeah, but still, seven years old, like, Mm -hmm. you, I know that you're like, I should have protected her, but, Mm -hmm. like, somebody should have protected you. Yeah. So, I, like, you can't, you can't put that on yourself. Like, Mm -mm. you you can't. And I'm going to start crying if I keep talking about (laughs) that specific area, but, um... I think, like, all of these things she's talking about, like, she sounds very mature and, like, she's like I'm, so I'm not guilty because that wasn't my fault that happened yeah. and and all these things and I think um you know I think anybody who's been hurt or wronged by a person and then when they pass and they feel that sense of relief I feel like that's a it's a strange it's a strange balance where you're like okay well I shouldn't be glad that someone died but at the same time you feel that sense of like freedom and that you don't have to worry about that person um So I think like I think right now this is all very fresh and you need to give yourself freedom to feel and process the way that you need to. Um, As far as like you mentioned forgiveness, I think I think we need to remember you can forgive someone, but you don't have to reconcile with them. Mm -hmm. You can forgive someone, but you don't have to like have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Sometimes forgiveness is a freeing thing that's for you yourself. It has nothing to do with that other person. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to just like release kind of like that hold someone might have on you. Mm-hmm. So I think that even with your grandma and everything that's going on and the anger that you felt or, you know, this tension of you not knowing, like, do I go be there for her? Do I whatever? Like, you it's okay to think about what is best for you and even if you don't do go through that process of forgiving that does not mean that you need to be there every day that you need to um you know like I kind of I I didn't love the fact that you had to sit and watch your grandpa like I feel like that was an unfair situation for you to be in Mm -hmm. but you don't have to surround yourself by someone and you don't have to be worrying about what they're feeling or their guilt or whatever. Like you can forgive, but you still need to protect yourself. So yeah. if you putting yourself in proximity of her or you, you know, going to certain things is going to cause you to relive that, then that, that's not worth it. No, not at all. I don't know. Not at all. I really think, um, so, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I like did this correctly. So I did, I like read a lot of, um, I did a little research on this and I really wanted to make sure that you understood that feeling guilty over something like this is actually extremely common. I wish I, there was a list of like the most common things to feel guilty of after being sexually assaulted in any way. And I'm talking like from little to like rape. Um, and some of the things like it, it was unreal the things people yeah. were feeling guilty for um but it was under the most common category and i like it just kind of like blew my mind i was like wow this is something that pretty much most people deal with on a regular level so i was just i really hope anonymous that you realize how normal you are like this is normal your feelings feeling this way is extremely normal um but at a certain point you have to also recognize that even though the guilt feeling guilty is normal the guilt itself is irrational like it's not right because you didn't do something wrong. Um, so it all comes to a point where you just have to restructure the way you think about it. Um, and then like Taryn said, 
and I'm I think you I think you need to be selfish and I think you need to put yourself first mm-hmm. when it comes to your grandpa when it comes to your grandma um, you can respect people um, from afar like you don't have to be rude to your grandmother but at the same time you can put your foot down and just say listen like you were wrong yeah. in doing this he was wrong in doing this um, I don't you don't even have to talk about it anymore but you could just be like I you know I'm going to focus on myself right now. Yeah. And then you don't have to ever see her again if you don't want to. But um, I think I think it's clear. I think it's really clear to both me and Taryn, and hopefully you'll see this too, that you it's okay to be selfish and not have to worry so much about your family. Well, and it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like when it happened, you know, and again, like I, as a family, how do you handle that type of thing there's or like no kind of, rules on what to do yeah for like your I don't know if it was your mom's mom or your mom's dad or your dad's dad but like to think that a parent could be capable of that like I can't imagine but the way that it sounds like it was handled feels like you almost felt like like I mean no there was no charges we never talked about it again like all that stuff like as a little kid like you should have felt like you know, you had a champion that people were fighting for you and fighting to protect you and, and, um, oh, yeah, you know, so like that. And then, so it makes sense to me why you've only talked about it with your sister and that it's very rare. And so I feel like you as a little kid weren't given a voice. And I think that's something that you really need to explore because I want to make this very clear. What happened to you was not okay. Like, it was not okay. You should not have gone through that. And everything you're feeling is is completely okay to feel. And I think that you need to give that seven-year-old self a chance to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, like, if you don't want to talk, because I get a lot of, like, shame and stuff comes with that. So that's your, it's your story, it's your truth, and it's yours to protect. But I would definitely recommend getting help because I know like one of, one of the biggest breakthroughs I had in counseling was when I was like going back and tracing like this specific um, insecurity and struggle that I've always had. Like we, we went back and traced like where it started. And it was something that happened to me when I was in about like third grade, which is like kind of around that age. I think third grade, you're like eight years old. I can't remember though. Ish. Um, but I remember like I sat there and I was describing to her an incident that happened and I like lost it like I was crying hysterically I was I started laughing because I was like I don't even understand what's happening and I remember her telling me like you just gave that little set like eight-year-old nine-year-old you you just gave her a voice because back then she didn't know how to voice like why it was so painful what was going on Mm -hmm. and so I would really recommend like you know I think that you like that seven-year-old version of you, like she deserves the right to like speak up and to say, you know, like this was happening and I didn't like it and it was yeah. wrong and all of the things that you feel. So I really think that you need to give yourself that that outlet to have that voice. And like I said, it's it's your it's your truth, so it's yours to share. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you know, I mean, there's support groups, there's online things you can go to there's places sure like better there's help like chat there's, rooms or oh something. my gosh there's so much yeah. stuff out there but um you know even if you just go to like your doctor or a local college that has like a counseling program that you mm-hmm. can just say like hey can I just like yeah see someone you know there's plenty of outlets that are there um and so I would definitely do that and another thing I would recommend is if if I don't know how old she is, but if she's young, if you're younger and you need your parents like permission for things, demand it, <laughs> like demand it. Yeah. You know, like I've heard of so many people that have gone to their parents and been like, hey, like, I feel like I need counseling. And they're like, you're fine. Like, yeah, let's do this more or let's just whatever. But if you feel like you need help, like I would sit your parents down and be like, hey, this has gone on for long enough. Like, yeah. this was not OK what happened to me. And I need to get help for this. She said it was seven. So she said about 10 years later. So she's roughly 18, like close to 18. Yeah, girl, you gotta, you gotta put your foot down and start speaking for yourself and saying like, Hey, this is what I need. Obviously you guys are not 
comfortable talking about this, but this happened to me and I deserve to speak up for myself and to get the help that I need. So I need you to make an appointment this week. Like I would just really stick up for yourself in that way. Yeah. And I, I think this is also possibly, you know, if she wants to, to an opportunity for you to stick up for your little sister also Mm -hmm. and make sure that she's getting taken care of properly as well, because in the end, like your guys' lives are the ones that are being affected, not yeah. your parents, not your grandma, like no yeah. one else's. Your 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 life has been changed because of this. So, yeah. um, I think that's the best thing you could do. I do. There are a ton of websites, like Taryn said. There was this one that specifically stood out to me. This was um, the website is jimhopper.com, but his book, um, the author is Jim Hopper. The book is called Mindfulness Oriented Interventions for Trauma, and that was the the most reviewed one that I could find. So I obviously have th- haven't read this, mm-hmm. um, but it looked like the one of the best options. And um, I read like a like a little synopsis of it, and um, it just came down to this being a process and not an immediate result. So yeah. I just really hope that you um, take all of this into consideration, and then also give yourself time for for this to um, heal. Yeah, and like you are seriously not alone. Like Mm-mm. there's so many so people. many people are listening right yeah. now and relating so much to this. Yeah, and it's crazy. Um, so I totally like applaud you for being brave enough to write this story out. I feel like you know with so many of the emails we read at the end of them, a lot of them will just say like, "Thank you for even just giving me this opportunity to write it yeah. out." So I think um, it's crazy how much like just talking and yeah. writing about it is therapeutic in itself. Oh, totally. Um, But I think you'll be surprised how many people are going to be impacted by your story. And um, and yeah, so thank you for being raw and sharing that. And like we said, we definitely want to address that topic as a whole um, in the near future. But um, but thank you for sending that in. That was. Yeah. Thanks for being brave. Thanks for being vulnerable. Um, And yeah, that's the end. That's all we have for today. That was heavy, but also um, it's it's kind of weirdly refreshing hearing people talk about things that people don't always talk about. Yeah. So um, I love that this is a safe place where people can do that. Oh, heck yeah. It makes me happy. It makes my heart happy. Yeah. We need, I mean, honestly, we need to start talking about things more often because yes. unless you do, then it just is like this scary unknown thing. But the more you talk about things, the more you're like oh my gosh, like I'm not alone. And it, it feels a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a little thing we can end this with. Okay. Um, this is from, let me see, 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 Stacy. Um, and this is just a really quick thing that Stacy emailed us with. And I thought it was really cute because we talk about it all the time. Um, it's titled, This Test Changed Me. And she says, so I did the Enneagram test yes. with my friends. And let's just say that we have been talking about it for over an hour now. Sitting here <laughs> talking about Sounds it. Sounds about we right. We're listening to the songs and are all kinds of in our feels. Thank you for introducing this to us. This Enneagram test had me learn so much about myself and it's, in such a special way. I know this obviously doesn't need advice, but I felt the need to tell you guys. Thank you guys so much. P.S. I love the podcast so much. I've been listening since day one and love it. Thank you so much. Bye. Aww. I thought that was really cute because that was like one of the first things we talked about on the podcast. Oh gosh, like our day one podcast was we talked about. Yeah, we about, haven't geeked out on Instagram recently. Been, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so much for like, turning this into an Enneagram podcast. <laughs> I, know, I know it's in the works still guys. I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that that made me really happy because that's how I learned about it was through a group of friends. And literally we did the same thing. We sat around and just like talked about each other's numbers yeah. and how, how like we could see like proof of it in our everyday lives. Oh, Anyways, yeah. it's such a weird I, thing. I love it so much. Didn't I send you, um, I found like a thing that it said the Harry Potter characters that were the yes. different. Yes, I think I was Harry. I think you were too, which I was sad. I was like hoping that I would be like Ron. Oh, <laughs> so you know. were you Hagrid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said that to our friend Smash, and she just responded, "Oh my gosh, you are Hagrid," and I was like, you know. 
The fact that I'm like an eight foot or however tall he is, bushy haired man, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's guys, fine. if you want to talk Enneagram, just just send us Enneagram stories. I should post that because if you Please. guys are into Enneagram and Harry Potter, it's very fascinating. Oh, you should post it because yeah. I loved it. I can't find it, but um, I'll find it. All you have time. to do is take the test, find out what number you are, and then find out which Harry Potter character you are. Well, and we could totally freaking post on our story a link to um, the test because... Swipe we up. have over 10k we on Instagram hit swipe now. Up. Bless Whoa. the Lord. You guys have no idea how long we've been wanting to hit swipe up. This makes everything so much easier. Whenever we want to send you guys somewhere fun, then we can just add the link and swipe up. Yeah. So it finally happened. We yeah. had a little party. Actually, Taryn and I were separated, but we had a little party. It was like, yeah. Yeah. You kept trying to FaceTime me while I was at work. Yeah. And I was like, she actually. I can't. She was like, "Pick up, just pick up," and I was like, "No, I'm literally like I was in a meeting, in Mykonos, dancing, <laughs> and I was trying to Facetime you, and it would have been hilarious if you answered, but sure, it's have. fine. It's fine. Anyways, we should end this. Oh yeah, sure. Cause uh, we just love talking to you guys so much. Um, if you guys have, stop cutting me off, if you guys have stories that you want to email them, where can they email them at? Taryn, now you want me to talk? Mm-hmm. Um, advice unsolicited pod at gmail.com well done um follow us on all our socials and yeah we can't wait to talk to you guys soon we'll uh talk to you guys soon (laughs) (laughs) you i just want to say that ashley has your beginning and ending to this podcast (laughs) are going down in history you're welcome that was a good time it was unconventional (laughs) ways to it's just a glimpse into the mind of ashley nicole you know we all want to know what's in there you don't share it often Okay, bye guys. Hashtag nines.